1: These are the Keishi Tapes. U-Man and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country.
2: Welcome to the KC Tapes Podcast. I'm John Eulett, along with... Favaz. All right, it's time for another interview from the vaults of KC 95. This one comes from the basement tape that I just recently found. This tape includes interviews that Jack Silver did, our, our former uh, music director here at KC, back in the uh, early 80s, with Johnny Koontz of Johnny and the Distractions, which we're not going to feature, followed by Ainsley Dunbar, the drummer for... Jefferson Starship for Journey, and uh, a guy who really has done a lot in the music business. So we're going to go with that one today.
3: Yeah, I uh, when I think of Ainsley Dun- Dunbar, I think of Journey right away. Yes, Th- that's that's the one that I think of, and uh, mm-hmm. he was there when Steve Perry joined the band. And well, how long was he there before Steve Perry was there?
2: Uh, I think the very beginning. He was. I think he was. Huh. I have to double check on that, but uh, he was there in the very uh, formative years hmm. of Journey, yeah. And um, I think he was from the uh, from England, yeah. He's from England, and um, yeah, he he drummed for for a lot of people: Frank Zappa, Jeff Beck, Nils Lofgren, Eric Burden, Ian Hunter, Lou Reed, David Bowie, White Snake, Pat Travers. It's amazing
3: wow he has drums for everybody it seems like
2: sammy hagar wow he really did wow. Yeah. okay so uh yeah here we go with ainsley dunbar see what he has to say about some of these questions that jack's about to ask him it doesn't sound like it's going to be a long interview because jack has sets it up he goes uh, uh this is not really an interview i'm just going to throw a few questions at you and then you give me uh, right. about 30 he says that answer. here yeah. yeah
3: yeah
0: let's start out i i'd like to probably get about just about three or four uh, jack voice bits from you
2: jack you got ainsley dunbar on the phone you don't just ask three or four
3: questions yeah you go for the well back in 1980 there wasn't as much to ask as there is now hmm. yeah it was probably with journey when this interview I mean, he happen. might have been yeah 30
0: seconds basically I'll, I'll give you the lead-in question and then you can just kind of ramble at will and uh, just give me a good answer to the questions uh First, the first thing I'd like to ask is something I was reading through some of the Starship bios, and uh, they, they call you Rock's Consummate Drummer, which is a good one I like. And I was wondering if you could speak to the fact of how, how a reputation can affect the performer if, uh, if that puts pressure on you or if you just feel it, it, it makes you work harder and, and really actually do better.
1: Well, actually, Jack, I believe that it actually helps me work harder, because uh, I've won a few awards as well in my hometown here, the Bay Area, and uh, I think a lot of musicians, when you win awards, you know, the up-and-coming musicians do tend to uh, look up to you a lot more, and if you don't keep uh, practicing and uh, keeping up on what's happening, you tend to uh, lose your status, so there's a lot of,
2: there is pressure from it, but it also, it's a good pressure, I believe. For me especially. So he, he was in Journey for the first four albums, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Jefferson Starship. Uh-huh. Now, this is when
3: he was at Jefferson Starship. He sounds a bit British, but he's talking about the Bay Area, Bay Area being his hometown. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. He's been living there for a long time, I guess.
0: All right. Okay. Um, I'd like to now move on. Uh, Casey and Early Journey... Were uh, one and the same, and we still, you know, when people call up requesting Journey at Casey, they they mean the stuff from uh, really pre-Steve Perry, okay? Okay. I'd like to I'd like to know, uh, for the record, the real reason you decided to part with Journey. I had heard a few, uh, you know, rumors to different effects, but I'd like to know your reason. Good question.
2: So can- mm, yeah. 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 Because he left after the Infinity album, which was the yes, big album, did, the did. breakthrough album yes. with Steve Perry.
0: Leaving mm-hmm. Journey. Well, that's very difficult to
1: say, Jack, because we just finished litigation, and I'm still under under a commitment not to talk about it. Uh, oh, uh, <sighs> Lawsuits. <Damn>. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, that blows that question. Right. Must have been a good one, though. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. Um,
2: uh-huh. Yeah. Let's yeah. see
0: what else. All right, well let's get to the starship. We can talk about them, can't we? <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Oh man, see I want to know about all that Damn. journey stuff. So we're not going to get much of that. Any of that?
3: No. I, mean, I can't believe he didn't follow that up with what it was like to play with Neil Sean and yeah. and yeah, you know. Yeah. He was nervous. Uh, I guess so. The jitters. Um the yips.
2: <laughs> to,
0: to go from Journey to a band like the Jefferson Starship um did you find that past experiences, uh, either with Journey and, or, or even some of your earlier bands, did you find that those were uh, helpful, or did they conflict with, like Grace Slick and the other members, or were they just was a harmonious uh, uh, merger there?
1: Well, if it wasn't harmonious, I wouldn't have been in it. Basically, it's the point to uh, put straight in the beginning. Um, I don't join bands out of necessity. I join it because I want to be in it. And uh, the reason I joined Journey was to uh, get it moving, because I knew they had something to offer. And I enjoyed playing with the guys in it when I I joined them. And when I joined Starship, the same reason, I realized that they were in a little bit of trouble, but it was a great band, and it's very hard to find good musicians that play well together. So when you join a band, you've got to look for the fact that you either fit in with it or you don't. If you don't fit in with it, there's no way you're going to change it.
0: All right. Um, something I'd like to hit on here because I feel uh, a lot of you know local musicians. We-
3: <sighs> Jack's bored.
0: you <laughs> listening to the to the program. He's
3: not um, even a DJ, huh? He was part time. He's yeah. not even a DJ. <laughs> he was part time in the area. <laughs> Jack was a good guy.
0: Do you have any? Uh, hints or uh, you know drum related tips that you might give to uh, a young performer even something to speak because uh some i find
2: was trying to do an interview with someone and he's nervous Oh, wait, no. I shouldn't ask that well, well, Was he yeah.
3: really trying to do an interview here? He was just getting sound bites. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that's, yeah, that's what funny. he was He was just mining. He was, he was just yeah. mining. Because he, for he sound knew bite. damn well that his voice and the way that he asked questions would was, not yeah. make it to the air. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a very fair statement. I'm glad right. you brought that up. Yeah. yeah, me too. Well, I
0: noticed some drummers, uh, Charlie Watts of the Stones, it looks like he uses about. John, what? What?
3: isn't Charlie Watts dead?
0: Yes.
2: Okay. 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 <laughs>
0: Five.
3: This was done in the early 80s. I know.
0: Yeah. You know, pieces, whereas, say that Neil Pert of Rush might
3: use... Hundreds... John, what? Isn't Neil Peart dead? Yeah, he is dead. Okay. Yeah. Wow. i to be is, sure. This
2: All is right. frightening stuff. Right. Okay. By the way, this is off reel-to-reel tape. That's okay. why you're hearing the clicking sound in the background. I'm pushing buttons.
0: Mm-hmm. Various uh, uh, bits in his drum kit. How, can you speak to that, the, the size of the drum kit and...
2: And do you think you outlive those two drummers I just mentioned?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how you feel, you know, what, what's the best way to go?
1: Okay, well, for one thing, uh, Charlie Watts, for example, plays a rhythmic part and is not necessarily a lead instrument. Uh, Neil Peart of, uh, of Rush is a part of a trio, and he needs more instruments to be able to uh, stay in the forefront. Anytime there's a trio, you uh, always have more to do because there's more room for you to play. So it's always nice to have a lot of uh, melodic, uh, more melodic situations to be able to touch on to get more sounds, to keep abreast of the rest of the musicians and mm-hmm. their songs. But, and you, that was- you know, from my point of view, I've play behind a, well, I've got a seven-piece band here with two but these vocalists, so there's five pieces in the band. I don't have to play that much, but what I like to play is I like tonality myself. But I don't particularly have a gigantic drum kit. Most of my, my work is in my solos. Well,
3: that was going to be my name. So in in Wikipedia here, well, I guess in Google, it says, uh, why did Ainsley Dunbar leave Journey? Mm -hmm. Wheel in the Sky and Lights led the way to stardom for the group. All, however, was not right with Journey with the journey world ainsley did not like the pop leanings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of steve perry so he left the band join jefferson starship he remained their drummer through freedom point zero modern times and winds of change and uh, that was written on september in september of 2018
2: so well journey yeah. uh, jefferson starship was also going through that period yeah, where they, they were, were all poppy they were looking for hits too yeah
0: all right and now finally let's let's work on um uh, okay, Modern Times was, well, Freedom at Point Zero and Modern Times were just phenomenal successes.
2: Those are Jefferson Starship albums. Mm-hmm.
0: And what exactly is the status of the Starship as we speak right now, and, uh, you know, as it relates to the release of the, of the next album?
1: Okay, well, we've just been in, this has the basically the third, fourth day in the studio, actually. And we've got, to say, usually it takes anywhere from two to three months to do an album nowadays. And then you've got to reckon on about a month after that before the single or the album comes out. So we're looking anywhere from three to four months before we see an album in on the market. So at that point, we're looking at hitting the road as well. Because we, we thought we'd be in the studio at least a month or two earlier. And due to the fact that we changed producers on this album, we had to... Uh, we had to... Uh, spend time looking for one and we find kevin beamish the guy that was doing the reo Speedwagon. Mm. So, uh, you know,
2: remember that name kevin beamish mm-hmm.
1: his, he did the the last album he's just finished the new album and they they ran a little bit over time which is normal for you know for producers they're always running over time so we had to wait for him and that put us back and uh, sort of pushed us into actually having to do a lot more work in the studio faster because uh, we have our first gig around the 6th or 7th of uh, september in detroit and that's got to be the start of the tour it's already it's one of those uh pre-booked items you know uh, i don't think they have one in uh, st louis but uh, they have them in chicago cleveland those outdoor places
0: yes yeah. you've, you've
1: heard of pine knob i take it uh we it's just north of uh, Detroit. Yes, yes,
0: I have heard of Pineapple. And that. it's all
1: done by subscription. You know, they put, they send flyers out with the name of the band that's playing, and people send them money. Yeah,
2: he's right. St. Louis did not have an outdoor venue oh, at that time. Oh, not yet, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riverport, as they called it back then, opened in the early 90s, wasn't 91. it? 91. 91, mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: nice. buy tickets. So, so
1: once you've put down there, you can't really back out.
0: Yeah, so you guys almost have to be ready for we that date, We have day. to be ready, yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is really forcing the issue, actually, for all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, well, that's a pressure situation, but I
1: but we all actually
0: thrive on pressure oh. <laughs> i'll have to use that one i like that one all right uh basically that ought to do it that'll be plenty of ammunition for me to use great uh again thank your time thank you for your time did now do we need a breaker i think we have one a real good one of him so why don't we do i won't uh i won't ask you for uh, a station id because we already have a couple real good ones with you great
2: Yes. Great. Let me alone. Great. Yeah, Come yeah. on, I want to go. Yeah. I got uh, stuff to do.
0: Okay. Shelley would like to talk to you. Oh, Thank you, Jack. Yeah. Thank you, Angel. Right.
2: Shelley Grafman, Hopefully, hopefully it's on tape. I bet he turns I it bet. off. Let's see.
0: Hope you got enough to Thank yeah. you, worthwhile. <laughs> hey, anything with you really is worthwhile. You you've got quite a reputation and it'll it'll help me a real lot. I appreciate it.
2: But there, there you go. That's Shelley. The the, the drummer of the, no, that's Jackson Starship, huh? Jackson. No, 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 I'm saying right there. There you have Shelley one on one, not just with the band's management, but the members of the band knew who Shelley Grafman right. was, who ran kc ninety five, and yeah. he could talk to them, and and uh, he was friends with a lot of the artists. It was a big deal.
0: Yeah. And I'll put you through to Mr. Grafman. Thanks, Jack. Okay, have a nice day then, Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm.
2: Goodbye. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: Too bad. Yeah. Oh, oh well.
2: Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. Wait. Oh, I thought Shelly might <laughs> have picked
3: up on it. Just hearing Shelly Grafman's voice just yeah. uh,
2: makes me feel, I don't know, it just brings back such great memories. Got to
3: uh, look back, uh, Casey Tape's uh, the podcast uh, number two or three, that was still today uh, yeah. the longest podcast we ever did. Yeah. You know, it was an interview with Shelly Grafman that we did that you, the, you and smashed it after the fact, after he sold Casey and the whole bit, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Ainsley Dunbar is still around, still uh, re- 76 re- years old. 76. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the stuff here uh, about what he may be up to now. Uh, the last thing he did 2016 Road Tapes, Venue Three. Who know. was that with? Doesn't say. Hmm. Finer Moments, 2012. I don't know. Oh, that's a compilation album by Frank Zappa. So he must be like uh, maybe re-recording. There's some stuff with from Zappa's early days, maybe in the studio with maybe with. Uh Technical people? I don't know. Anyway, uh, there you go. Ainsley Dunbar, one of the great drummers in rock history on uh, the KC Tapes today. Thanks for uh, listening. You can follow me at STLUman on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. And I'm Favaz. AMF. The
1: KC Tapes with you, man and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app.